What's up, guys? Welcome to episode one of the Latino North Order podcast. I have a very special guest with me today, and we are going to be talking, reviewing, previewing the Marvel Cinematic Universe for the year of 2022. And uh, his name is Sean, the Metalcore Mephisto. How are you, man? Great, man. How are you? Fantastic. Thanks for doing this with me. Oh, dude. You're of course. It's technically, a it's a pleasure. You're technically the first guest I have, but since I'm recording my episodes out of order because I'm unorganized, <laughs> um, you're the first guest, and then I have my buddy uh, doing the Spider-Man uh, episode with me tomorrow. But awesome! Oh, yeah. Either way, welcome on this beautiful Saturday. We're going to be talking uh, everything about Marvel, probably since we always do. Um, <laughs> Yeah. You want to go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah, what's up? My name is Sean. Um, some of you may know me from the band Ghost Ship back in the day or as a booking agent for a while. Now I'm just a freelance graphic designer and I run the podcast Medical Nerds, which kind of combines the world of music and pop culture. <laughs> Felipe has been on the show twice. And we, we, talk, we have after shows for all the big shows. There's a book of Boba Fett going on right now. We do big spoiler discussions for movies. There's MCU trivia night. I'm actually about to do a big deep dive on Black Banta for this podcast event that I'm doing just by myself, which should be interesting. But I've done a few solo episodes, so it should be fine. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. It's Metal Core Nerds. You can find it everywhere. Podcasts or go to metalcornerds.com and all the links, including social media and stuff, is there. Very easy to find. <laughs> Sick. All right, so I, I've, I'm sure I've listened to about every single one of your episodes, um, <laughs> just because they're, they're honestly perfect. Uh, but I think, I think, so I think you've told the story before. But how did you come across the world that is nerddom? Like, I know so many people come across it in so many different ways, but what was the way you came across it? It's pretty much when I was a kid. I loved like Power Rangers, and then I fell in love with Batman, the anime series. And the, I mean, I was born in 90, so Batman 89 was already out. But Ooh. I was actually like talking to you about how I had this on VHS, but I had the first two Batman movies on VHS. I had Batman sheets, I had Power Rangers sheets. I loved Spider-Man, the anime series. So it was kind of always in my life. I was never really obsessed, like overly obsessed with it like I am now yeah. until like six or seven years ago. But yeah, it, it was just always there. I, like when the Dark Knight came out in theaters, I saw it like four times in theaters, and that was before like huge repeat goings were really a thing. A thing, you yeah. know. It's like now, like a big Marvel movie comes out, everyone sees it like three or four times. It's like a norm, you know. I saw No Way Home twice opening weekend too, yeah, just side, like a lot of like a lot of people did. Side you know? three, side three times, and I guess technically three different formats. I guess so. The opening oh. opening night, I scored tickets um, to like a really shitty local like IMAX theater that we have like down the road. That's like mm -hmm. not like the big IMAX, but it's like the condensed ones. But that was really cool because that was my first time. Um, so we have uh, Alamo Draft Houses here. They're like really oh, big yes. in 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 Austin. Um, so all those, it was kind of crazy because then I guess we can just dive right into it. Um, this was like, like ending the year with 2021 with No Way Home and starting it with WandaVision was pretty surreal. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> we got spoiled last year 
um, yeah. with a project almost every month um, and so many stories and so many different possibilities that are going to be coming. Um, and I will throw this out to Sean because he is the one who, uh, to all the fans that were saying Marvel's not going to have shit after Endgame, a big fuck you because I <laughs> personally, I am more excited for what's coming than I was for the Endgame era, the Infinity Saga, I should say. Um, that's just because obviously so many things have changed in between then, right? They gained the rights to yeah. the Fox characters. They introduced some crazy characters in Hawkeye and in No Way Home that are now, I guess, MCU canon. But um, it was sur pretty yeah. surreal. It was pretty surreal because since Endgame and Infinity War, I don't think. Uh, no way home kind of provided that that feeling again of like yeah like marvel kind of runs this world right now like there was like I, so i scored like so all the alamo draft houses had like uh screenings that were sold out like the night tickets dropped like they started having screenings yeah. wednesday that were sold out the whole weekend um and yeah. i was very lucky to have found like a random like fourth row imax seat at this like local <laughs> local yeah. theater so it's like i'm not missing this but I remember like the the concession lines like literally running outside of the theater, which was I was like okay. Um, but anyways, back to the podcast and the good stuff. Um, <laughs> do you have a favorite Latino creator that creates art? Was whether it's art, comics, movies, directors, actors, anything like that? Like Oscar Isaac is like one of my favorite actors, like no fucking joke. Yeah, so he 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 would be up there for me. I watch scenes of a marriage because I like pain, apparently. And it's him, <laughs> it's him and Jessica Chastain, pretty much like five episodes of them talking in, in different rooms each episode, and it's just heartbreaking yeah. every episode. It's like I honestly it's amazing because the acting in it is so well done, but it, if you're very easily susceptible to uh depression and stuff like that i would not don't watch it especially if you've been in long-term relationships or marriages it's a lot <laughs> but i watched it and uh, i'm still here so that's cool and um there is this he's like a storyboard artist and uh animator now but adrian molina he worked on he works for pixar so it's like i mean oh okay i've, I've loved pixar since i was a kid he worked on like toy story and monster university toy Gosh. story 3 monster university ratatouille Worked on Coco, stuff like that. So it's like that was a pretty easy one. To, to yeah, <laughs> for me, for me, Oscar Isaac is definitely Pedro up there. Pascal too. Oh, you yeah, know, like the whole Star Wars universe, the whole Star Wars and Marvel, they're they're gonna take over, and I'm so excited because there's so many cool things coming into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We have Oscar Isaac. This is probably jumping ahead a little bit, but I know one of my favorite actors for Mexican cinema is um, Gael Garcia Bernal, and he got casted um, yes. for uh, Werewolf by Night. And the fact that those two guys are probably going to share a screen together makes me scream <laughs> because um, I, I discovered Gael um, in a really like gory um, kind of a tragic story uh, in Mexican cinema called Amores Perros, which I watched when I was like, I want to say 12, and I probably shouldn't have because that movie is not a kid movie. Um, <laughs> there's like a bunch of crazy stuff in it, but I'm super excited about that stuff because um, there's so many good actors coming in. But yeah, Pedro Pascal is one of them. Um, 
he was the best part, in my opinion, of the Wonder Woman movie. Uh, I mean, I like that movie, but he was very good in that movie. He he was his his casting was pretty spot on, and of course, he plays the Mandalorian. So, but cool. So obviously, now we're in in a place where we're after Endgame, and now we're technically after the events of No Way Home. Where yes. do you where do you think the MCU is headed before we get into the actual breakdowns of the content we're getting this year? I just want to point out that I did a podcast like a year and a half ago during the <laughs> pandemic when there was nothing happening. And I had a podcast kind of like this, talking about like phase four and what's going to happen. And a lot of the stuff I predicted in that podcast are coming true. <laughs> that is so true. That's all I'm going to say. That is true. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I'm saying. I've been saying Kang since Endgame. That's true. You can attest to that. I have been yep. saying as soon as they fuck with time, I was like, Kang's coming, motherfuckers. He's gonna be here, and he's here. We already have him. not gonna fully see, on Kang, but we got a version. Gonna steal a line from uh, New York stars and fucking Kang train, baby. Kang watch. Yeah, it's they're, here. They're it's, they're Kang gang. I they're Kang gang Kang train. That's right. Yeah. That's Joel right. and I were Kang train. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Kang train, baby. And now now the new catchphrase is big dick, big dick boba. That's my big, that's big, our new boba. one. That's true. Big dick boba. One day I'll make a sticker pack or something with Kang Train and Big Dick Boba or something. I like a metal metalcore Mephisto pack with like your sticker yeah. and Big Dick yeah. Boba. Oh man, that'd be good. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's why. That's why I want. That's what I want to do. I'd be of so these things too much. I think. I think but, it's the world that we, that we come from, like the promoter and like yeah <laughs> music world. You're like, oh my god, I can like put this on a fucking shirt. Like yes, exactly. So, but. It's been really cool to see them fan out in so many different ways that we've already seen this past year. And I, I know a lot of people are like, man, I wonder if they just are throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks. And I'm like, no. no. I was like, they're doing this all purposely. They're building yeah. the street level. They're building the spy stuff, the espionage, the paranoia of things which played super hard in Far From Home, which is going to play super hard in Secret Invasion and things like that. Yep. Even played a little bit in Black Widow. Yep. And Hawkeye, I guess, but yeah, you know, they're building the street level, they're building the cosmic level, they're building the multiverse level, like all the magic level, all on these super different fronts, and they're eventually going to collide in the craziest thing ever, probably in like eight years from now. But I, I love how they're doing that. Like, I know Eternals is like the most divisive Marvel movie in recent years for some reason. I don't know. I don't think it's as bad. I, I liked it. I didn't love it, but I don't think it's even close to the worst MCU movie like some people have said it is. I agree. But that opened the door wide open to cosmic stuff we've never even touched. Yeah. You know, Gal Galactus is going to seem totally normal when he comes in. And everything to do with the Celestials and like, what do they actually want with Earth or the universe at this point? We have no idea. Very true. You know, even like Shang-Chi, which was kind of like a fantasy side with the Ten Rings and everything like that. And it's like, what are the Ten Rings calling out to? I don't know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then we're getting more of the magic stuff with Wanda and Doctor Strange and Moon Knight and, you know, Werewolf by Night and all this stuff that's, that's coming out. That's nothing that we've really seen yeah. in the MCU yet. They haven't really touched so, the horror stuff yet. No, it, yeah, it's, a little bit. It's yeah. sort of here and there with um, WandaVision, obviously, like Ag Agatha and the whole ruins and the whole like basement 
that she had the, going. Zo- the zombie vision. The zombie lives, vision. Th- that lives in our head right free is one of the most terrifying images that <laughs> the MCU has put out. I remember watching that episode for the first time and I literally jumped. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, I was happened. like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, he's dead. And I know this is marble talk, but um, the most recent episode of uh, Boba Fett uh, got me with the Sarlacc. Spoilers, but got me with the Sarlacc scene. Where they go back oh, into when the it. Beat popped out. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I literally jumped. I was like, "Fuck!" And I don't really. I mean, I get scared all the time. I'm a big fucking baby. But um, <laughs> so, speaking of horror things, uh, we now know the very first thing coming out in 2022 for the Marvel Cinematic Universe is a Disney Plus show called Moon Knight. We got the trailer. I want to say a couple days ago. Now um, it dropped uh, Monday the Monday of this, whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, it dropped Monday during one of the uh, NFL wildcard games. And um, I love the trailer from the beginning. The music, Kid Cudi was in it. Pretty yeah. pretty good, so- fucking great song, I should say. Um, along with uh, pe- this, I know like people are concerned about like Moon Knight because he's can be considered like a deep take character for some people. In the sense that, like, he has some material, but not a lot of it. Um, but obviously, they're playing into Oscar Isaac being Mark Spector. He has the multi uh, multiple personality disorder, as we see through the trailer. And then we get the reveal of Ethan Hawke um, as the villain. I there's I guess some people watch the um, the trailer with the sub like the subtitles, subtitles on. And it revealed that he's Arthur Harrow, which is a very, very deep take of a of a villain for Moon Knight because he was in, I believe, like one run or one issue. One issue. <laughs> one issue um, of a Moon Knight, and it was uh, Moon Knight Fist of Khonshu number two, which is just crazy. Um, I know people were speculating that he'd be Dracula. I was kind of hoping for that, too. Uh, but that leads me to believe that we're probably going to get another crazy actor as Dracula in this show, possibly. And then we'll get, obviously, in my opinion, I feel like we'll probably get like a season finale after post credit scene with like Blade or or uh, Black Knight, you know, getting into yeah. some of the Eternal stuff. Um, what did you think about the trailer? Well, the trailer was super, super dope. Yeah, I, I don't really know who Ethan Hawke's character is going to be. It'll be very interesting to see how that plays out. I am very interested how that plays out, but it, it was super cool to see him in the first trailer as the Stephen Grant persona, not even the Mark Spector yep. persona. That, that was super cool. And I'm, I'm really excited to see how it plays out with that because we, we've seen it probably most popularly done in Split where it has the same kind of thing where, where he goes through the multiple personalities and shit like that. And it seems like they're not shying away from that. And they haven't really shied away from mental health issues, especially which in phase awesome. four, yeah. which, which I I've, I've dug a lot. And yeah, this trailer was fucking dope. It's like, I was talking to some people about it. It's not like I'm some moon Knight expert at all. I've read like a run and I just know the general, consensus of i like i know more than the, no one who's like oh he looks cool i have no idea who he is yeah um some people compare him to like the batman of marvel which is like 
kind of the same, but not really. <laughs> I mean, they're both vigilantes and yeah. wear suits. But I, there's this awesome... Uh, it's like from a comic of Moon Knight. He's like, I wear white because I want them to see me coming. And even though they see me coming, it doesn't matter. And I was like, that's so fucking tight. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I'm I'm stoked for this. I don't think Dracula will be in this okay. because it's funny. Because I know we have that. There's that meme. It's like, where are you, Dracula? You, where's, where's my, my fucking, fucking money? Money, <laughs> money nerd or whatever. But it's not a real. It's a meme. It's not a real. Uh, yeah thing from the comics because moon knight and dracula don't really interact forever um i do think he's probably being saved for blade i would yeah. imagine because uh he has a big part of that i am interested to see if morbius comes into the mcu somehow because after no way home we don't really know what's up with the sonyverse and the mcu i don't and... think sony knows what's going on with the sonyverse <laughs> I think they do. They're just trying to confuse us or get hype for the movie or something. I don't. I don't really know. I am actually. I do think they know what's going more. on, but yeah, I'm actually pretty stoked for Morbius. I would. I am not too big of a fan of Jared Leto as an actor. Um, oh, I but, think he's a great actor, but I, I am. A, he sounds like a shitty person, but yeah, he does. I'm sure a lot of famous people are shitty people. So, who really cares? <laughs> him, him, and his cult. But anyways. Um, I, I am, I am super excited for Morbius. So I would be super intrigued if, uh, we had some weird blade appearance in Morbius. Cause I know that, so the rumor, or I guess it's confirmation now that Morbius was supposed to be the villain for blade two. Cause there was a post-credit scene that got cut where there's an individual standing on top of a building. And that said individual is to be Morbius. I don't know how truth this is, if there's any truthful facts oh, to like this. Oh, the Wesley Snipes play? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then and then uh, Guillermo del Toro came in. They did their their story, which I love Blade 2. It's a fucking great movie. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of good things surrounding Moon Knight. There's even rumors of a George Clooney-directed episode, which I think is just... It's pretty cool fucking nuts uh batman directing a uh, a moon knight episode would be sick uh do you think we get any cameos or any possible leads to whatever what everyone assumes that kevin feige is doing is a midnight suns team up which i would probably agree to oh yeah i mean it all the pieces are slowly getting together but i do think i know i've i've heard big rumblings that there might be a, a dane whitman black knight cameo in it which would lead to them both being in the Blade movie or something like that. They're, they're both another, another they're, step closer to Midnight Suns. Yeah. I know Dane Whitman wasn't traditionally in the Midnight Suns. He was in uh, like the MI13 or whatever yeah. group with with Blade, which happened during Secret Invasion. But yep. it would be cool to see. I mean, the MCU that it's so weird because people get some super comic nerds get really weird about how the MCU adapts stuff. Which yeah, they've never adapted things one for one ever. Yeah, so I don't know why people would. They take inspirations from a lot would. of things. Yeah, yeah, and they put it all together, which makes sense. Like, why would you tell the same story? And yeah. it's like funny because I was in this like group chat talking about about how awful it would be if the MCU just adapted comic runs because some comic runs are so disappointing or anticlimactic but have yep. really cool moments but the ending just undoes everything that happens in the beginning yeah. and gives it no lasting effect yeah I made the joke and I was like yeah what if Infinity War ended like the Infinity Gauntlet comic line 
I was like, oh. it'd be so fucking lame. <laughs> it's like 10 years I mean, they for this do, shit. <laughs> they do undo the snap, but it's, I mean, the lasting effects of what happened in those five years are still the same. Yeah. But in the Infinity Gauntlet storyline, spoilers for a comic that's older than any of us. <laughs> it, basically, it's like they just undo it and that's it. And it happens in the span of like one fight. And it gets real weird. Thanos traps like all the cosmic entities in this weird space bubble. And he becomes a co- cosmic entity. It's it would have not played well live action <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah, that's true. And speaking of doing undoing the snap and things just getting more fucked up in the cinematic universe, the next thing coming out, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. We got a trailer. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen No Way Home yet, if you're one of the few people living on this planet that <laughs> haven't seen it. Um, the second post credit scene, it's not a scene. It's the trailer, which was highly rumored for the, so many rumors pertaining to No Way Home. Uh, yeah. I, I remember watching the first time and I go, holy shit, they're actually giving us the trailer, which I was super stoked about. Uh what are your immediate trailer reactions? Because we got a lot of stuff that we've seen and not seen in the trailer. This movie is going to be the craziest fucking thing ever. Like, it just is. I don't think people are ready for what this movie is going to do at, at all. <laughs> if, like, two of the rumors are true that I've heard about this movie, this movie is going to be fucking wild. But the trailer looks absolutely gorgeous. I know it's a Sam Raimi joint, but it doesn't even really look like a Sam Raimi movie. It doesn't. Which is, which is cool. I'm super about whatever he's bringing to us and it just looks wild. You know, I am just really curious to what the story is actually going to be and what the catalyst of this all is. Cause I know me and you have had just normal conversations about all this the time. Yeah. Like, like, you know, Dr. Pretty much says Dr. Strange has, has got powers. He's been fucking shit up with time and I'm sure that didn't help with all the multiverse stuff. And then when Sylvie unleashed the multiverse and Loki and everything like that, you know, it's all kind of adding up to each other to lead to this, which, I, like I said, I don't even know what it's really going to be. Like, yeah. what, like what really caused the madness of this multiverse that we kind of have just assumed has been going on, or at least the capability. It's just there, there was a really cool interview I watched for the junket for Spider-Man No Way Home with Kevin Feige. And he basically oh. said what happened in No Way Home was possible because of what happened in the finale of Loki. Because from Loki, we learned that ev- all the multiverses were stacked on top of each other, but yep. our MCU was isolated from everything else because of He Who Remains. And then killing He Who Remains unleashed them all onto the top of each other, which is why we got to see what happened in No Way Home, which is funny because it made like the Sonyverse MCU canon. Canon. Te- technically. Yeah, You know, it's like in another multiverse, those events did happen, which is cool. I like that. I did say that I think they're going to make everything canon, which it's starting to fucking happen. Yeah. Um, And it's like, are the X-Men going to be revealed in this movie? Like, are we finally going to find out how mutants are here? There's so much stuff. It's You know, Wanda's probably going to be a villain. It's going to be awesome, but not like a a mustache twirling villain. Just she's doing what she wants and she'll take out whoever whoever needs to get taken out pretty much yeah which i feel like i feel like people being upset about her being a villain i'm like i think about it as as obviously a human because i'm not a fucking enhanced individual (laughs) by any means but if if i knew my kids were 
in some fucking parallel universe and I had the powers that Wanda had, I would fuck some shit up to find my kids. Yeah. Which we also expect that's the story. We honestly don't know what the story is. We don't know if the temporary fix, I call it a temporary fix because there's no way the multiverse cracked in No Way Home and Doctor Strange did some and it got fixed. There's just no way. There's no way. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like everything from Infinity War to now has just made everything worse. Yes. That is <laughs> it just went, yeah. That much. is the snaps, uh Wanda and the Westview uh incident, and then uh Sylvie, and then the spell, and then the spell again, and now we're we're here. I'm really interested to see what kind of changes they do because I know it was supposed to be uh Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think No Way Home was supposed to come after Multiverse of Madness, right? I don't or think was... so. I think they were always supposed to be one, two. Okay. Like I know. It was, they were always supposed to lead into each other, I think. Okay. Yeah, because I know some storyboards got released that America Chavez was, was supposed to make an appearance in No Way Home mm-hmm. through... So for those who don't know, America Chavez is being played by Solchi Gomez in this movie. Uh, she is a a superhero that can travel dimensions via star portals. I know there's that's a very vague description, but I'm not too familiar familiarized with uh, America Chavez's character. Um, and people suspect that we're gonna that Wanda's gonna come after her to yeah keep going through universes to find people. Um, I don't know what the story is, like I said and you said, but I I remember hearing. Some of the stuff in What If and me being like, this is like, what if it's like a test? Just, <laughs> I was like, what if it's a test to see how we can react to some of these stories? Like, because you have obviously uh, the box in No Way Home was like a callback to the box that like Ultron in the uh, little prism thing. The, the little yeah, prism exactly. thing. And then there's a scene in the trailer that looks like one of the scenes directly from what if where the it's everything's like, melting, everything's melting away. Um, yeah. So I always thought like, I feel like what if it's like a test because now we have a Marvel zombie shows coming to not necessarily a live action show. I think it's, 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 it's animated, it's animated, but yeah. it's, but it's still pretty surreal. Are we like, like the, the possibilities in this movie are endless because like, obviously now yeah. you have the X-Men 97 show coming in picking up from where the original X-Men show left off. Are we going to like hop into an animated animated universe and then like go back to like a live action universe? Like just this yeah. movie is just going to be insane. Yeah. People thought that might happen with no way home. Like if they bring in the Spider-Verse people, I just think it'd be too jarring and too goofy to make happen. To be yeah. honest, I think it would just be a lot. But yeah, pretty much what you said. It does seem like Wanda will probably likely go after American Chavez because she can she can uh, travel through the multiverse. I think we do see one of those star portals yep. in the trailer, which if that's what they look like, that'll be fucking sick. And I, I do think that possibly, if you listen to the Metal Corner's WandaVision after show, when everyone was pissed off about the Ralph Boner thing, I was like, if it ends up being this forever, then yeah, it's kind of lame. But I do think they did it on purpose to set up something later. 100%. And 
you know, if she did bring Billy and Tommy in from another universe and that's how they came through, that would make a lot more sense than her just creating them from nothing, which I guess she can create realities and shit like that. Yeah. But the way that they go away and then she hears them, it kind of makes it seem like she pulled them from a different reality. And that would make the same thing could have happened for Evan Peters' character. He could have been pulled from another category and he was just under a spell and didn't know who he was. And even when that, when he's like, oh, Ralph Boner, it was still under the hex. So that could have been still a fake name. Yeah. Entirely. I, and, we, and we didn't see him after that, too. So, you know. I don't think Marvel's stupid enough to, like, just randomly cast someone who we know as a character and like, right. not, not, like, be like, this is who he is. Right. Which leads to, like, Vinny Danoff in fucking Hawkeye. And then you have, like, uh, Charlie Cox in, in No Way Home. Like, those are faces that we recognize and those iconic characters. Like, like you, you, you just can't have, like, I don't know. Like, I, it's that whole Raph Boner thing still irks me because people are like, oh, like, it was a fucking waste. Like, no, it's not. Like, you got to play the, the waiting game with Marvel because, ev- like, almost yeah. literally everything, even sometimes accidental things, become huge storylines. later. Yeah. yeah. So I, I definitely agree. Uh, what is the craziest rumor you think you've heard from this movie? Probably that some of the Fox characters are coming in from X-Men. It's probably the craziest one. I, Which I can say being true. It's just someone, uh, Tyler Small sent me this list of people who are going to be in it. And I was like, there's no way that list is fucking true, dude. There's some, it was like, there's, there's it some, was like wild. There's some wild like, names out there. <laughs> The, this one was too wild. I was like, I don't think that's true. It didn't even make sense. It was all new people playing variants of like random characters. It wasn't even like anything that was seemingly believable to me. But yeah. who, who the fuck knows? I mean, there's the Tom Cruise playing a variant of Tony Stark rumor. There's John Krasinski playing Reed Richards from rumor, another universe. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, who the fuck knows, man? <laughs> I, I, I yelled a lot during No Way Home, but I think I would probably get kicked out of the movie if Tom Cruise, like, took his helmet off and he was, like, like, if an Iron Man flew in and it was, like, Tom Cruise. I would I would completely lose my shit. I'd be, like, <laughs> I'd be, like, no fucking way. Like, there's no way that's happening. But I just, it, it's, I yeah, it's, I just, I don't know. I don't it's, know. <laughs> it's, it's Marvel and it seems like Kevin Feige is really good at, like, persuading people who don't want to do these type of things to do them yeah um i mean we have now like the caliber of uh the director from the internals we have angelina jolie in the mcu now which is i mean christian bale christian bale which we're gonna touch on next you have uh i mean you've had anthony hopkins for god's sake was in the mcu yeah, Robert at, Redford. at the exactly so <laughs> so i think i think some of these possibilities are true but I was actually watching some videos before we started this podcast, and the craziest rumor I heard is that the Iron Man himself is coming back. Robert I Downey. Hate it. I would. I would. Hate I would it. fucking hate it too. I would. I they that he's coming back as an I Iron Man. Think he would yeah. from another universe. Um, Why? I, I I don't want it to be true because. Um, I made alienate some viewers here, but I don't really give a fuck. Um, I absolutely despise Joe Rogan. (laughs) 
And he did a podcast with Robert Downey Jr. where he asked him that yeah. question and he proposed the whole time jump thing where he was like, well, now you could be like Tony Stark from another universe. It's like, no, leave the nerd talk to the nerd talk, you asshole. Like well, even he, even I listened to that interview too. And even Robert Downey Jr. was kind of like, he was good. like, no, yeah, he was <laughs> yeah, like, I'm he's fine. like, he was like, I'm fine. You no, know, and I, I don't think they want, I don't think they want to go back. I mean, they, they, they kind of did it with Gamora. Yeah. Where they introduced a variant version of her to bring back. And, and even that, like that was like, in my opinion, I was just kind of like, uh, okay. Well, it's an interesting foil because it's not the same person. Yeah. Like it isn't, you know, yeah. and you can get away with it that way. And I'm sure it'll be interesting in Guardians 3 of how that plays out. So it's like, if you do it once, that's fine. Yeah. And you and they did it like movie to movie, so it wasn't like it was like this crazy thing they retconned yeah. like five movies later. Yeah, the only it made sense way, it was movie to movie. The only way I would be okay with it if they do a Secret Wars movie forever and ever down the road. That's like the next end game, and they show a Tony Stark in that. Then I would be like, okay, it's been long enough time. You can show a variant version of him that's just there for a quick cameo. It's like a big holy shit moment, and then he doesn't. It doesn't pan out by the end. Yeah, because if they if they end it the same way secret wars ends in the hickman version like five people live from it basically it's fucking yeah. crazy like it's pretty much like the fantastic four like black panther star lord spider-man i think and like a few more live it's like crazy it's like which so they could many be, people die which they could <laughs> because they love taking uh, a lot of stuff from the hickman material which is just, just great source material yeah uh i feel like i i, I hated that rumor just because like Again, talking about No Way Home, um, it was like he just finally discovered who Peter Parker is. Yeah. Like he went through so much crazy shit since Civil War till now. I feel like if bringing back like Robert Downey Jr. would be like the biggest, in my opinion, Marvel hasn't really had a lot of hiccups in, in, in the times they've done movies and the very few little hiccups they have they've been able to fix they'll be like okay so like we know like this didn't work out like let's just move on yeah um so i feel like that would just I, there's just some like there's just so many stories and things that have developed from that that i feel like they would just shoot themselves in the foot like because you have armor wars yeah. coming out you have uh it his death played a big role in the discovery of peter parker where he is now so i feel like it would just yeah. be like a big fuck you but i definitely don't think that's happening um, I do want a uh, Bruce Campbell cameo in this movie, which I think it's probably it's, pretty positive it'll happen. <laughs> the, the odds of that are going to happen. I know he teased with us a little bit because he shared a a script. It was probably 100% probably a fake script of him and uh, as Ash and Doctor Strange having a cameo together because um, ironically... The Dark Hold pulls a lot from uh, some of the material right. that uh, Sam Raimi has done. It'd be uh, so wild if he was a variant of Mysterio, because he was supposed in Spider-Man. He was supposed Thor, to be, yeah, supposed to be Mysterio. <laughs> I would love that. So I would. Love, I would love that. And then uh, the trailer was great. I definitely think there is a lot of misdirects in that. People think Mordo came back as a villain. I think he's a member of the Illuminati. Uh, a doesn't mean he's not a villain. That's true. That's, <laughs> that's 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 very true. And 
yeah, I'm just excited for that movie, man. There's so many cool things that I genuinely don't know what's yeah. going to happen. And I feel like after that movie, it's going to be like another Infinity War and Endgame where we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, yeah, I think it was like the, the I've been making this comparison a lot. It's like, um, like No Way Home and, and Multiverse of Madness are like the next Infinity War and Endgame where they're oh, yeah. going to be like a very big deal, which is crazy because it's only like a few movies ago, technically, in the running order of yeah, things. But it's, you they're know, not it's like letting us projects breathe. ago. <laughs> they're not letting us breathe. No. Which, no, I'm really. okay which I'm okay with. Which I'm okay with. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I feel like this movie is going to end like in a really bad cliffhanger. <laughs> it's definitely possible. Like I, I don't think it's going to end well. <laughs> like really at all? Like, like, like we said, we don't even really know what the movie's about. You know, we just multiverse and crazy shit uh, you know like possibilities are endless. i have no idea yeah which i i don't care i'm like all about that and even if we did know we should know now that marvel especially in phase four anything they show us in trailers isn't really what's happening in the actual movie yeah because the wink didn't happen in no way home yeah everything's framed differently they use different dialogue they put dialogue from different places and other spots like you know the the thing like even no way home you're like oh i wonder if this is gonna happen this way and the movie plays out and you're like oh that's way different than than they showed it to us and they do it on purpose i felt you know? i like, felt like such an idiot watching no way home because i was like i like i like remember he's like uh don't cast that spell strange and i was like the wink it didn't happen then anyone cast that i was like the wink yeah, it he, didn't happen he didn't, he didn't even say don't cast that spell exactly you know? well he, i mean he, he kind of he's like you shouldn't cast that spell and he's like He's like, come on, we should. And he's like, well, leave me out of it. You know, it wasn't the same that we saw in the trailer. Yeah. Like, so here's my hot take. And I'm pulling this from a scene from the uh, trailer. I think uh, Wong's reign as Sorcerer Supreme is going to be very short-lived because I think he's going to die in this movie. He's going to die? I think the scene that we get him where he's like, it looks like he's tied and he's hanging somewhere. Yeah, and he like looks up. It might be a star portal opening up, but I think that's the scene where he dies. Calling that out Did now. They would show a scene where he dies in a trailer. Could be, could be a misdirect, but I'm I'm going out on a limb and I'm saying Wong isn't. But then again, he is an he was an integral part of the Shang Chi post credit scene. So yeah, I'm not. It's like yeah, it seems like he's like putting together the new Avengers team. So I'm I mean? not sure. Maybe his death is another thing for like Doctor Strange to be like the source like the sorcerer supreme but just i'd be just, so bummed if he died and just going out on a limb i feel like he's gonna Damn. i feel like he's gonna die uh saving strange that'd be rough just gonna put that <laughs> out there because this 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 movie's gonna fuck us up more than anything in phase four has <laughs> probably yeah i mean i would think so so moving on to something lighter and a lot more funnier and possibly I don't know if it's gonna be lighter. <laughs> Maybe it, it, it is Taika, but he can he can direct his chops off. Thor: Love and Thunder, Love and Thunder is stated to come out July twenty eighth, twenty twenty two, making the only Avenger in the entire MCU to receive a fourth movie, so far at least. So far, yeah. uh, it will continue the arc uh, probably from uh, New Asgard and. There's a lot of crazy stuff happening in this movie that we know of, which we don't know much of yet. They did announce yeah. at the last Comic-Con panel that Jane, Jane Foster, Natalie Portman, is making a comeback. And then possibly one of the craziest things that I'm stoked for, because I love his character in the comics, 
Gore the God Butcher, Christian Bale in the MCU, the Dark Knight himself. But we won't refer to him to the Dark Knight in 2022 because that title belongs to Robert Pattinson. But yes, <laughs> yes, which I know the Batman isn't a Marvel movie, but this is a nerd podcast. So all of you can fuck off. I am super excited for that movie. I am more excited for that movie. Doctor Strange and that movie are probably top one and two for anything coming out in this year. The Batman is my most anticipated anything. Nothing will top that for me. So and the only reason, the only way that movie can be bad, I only, I, I fully believe that movie is going to be absolutely incredible, and oh. I don't know how they could possibly fuck it up. It's three hours. <laughs> Fucking sign me up. I don't care. It could be yeah. him investigating everyone in Batman and in, in fucking Gotham. I am for it. Whatever the trailer. <laughs> We have uh, Natalie Portman as Jane Foster coming back as revealed in Comic-Con. She will be uh, an alter ego of the mighty Thor. She'll be female Thor. I'm not sure they're going to call her female Thor because the MCU doesn't do that. She'll probably take... probably just call her the mighty Thor or something like that. She'll probably take up the mantle. um, And then we have... I, I think she dies in this movie. Oh, you think she dies? Well, I mean, the whole thing well, is predicated on yeah, yeah. Character. The whole thing is predicated on her getting cancer, which I'm yeah. guessing they will probably keep that. And every time she goes into the Thor form, she, she comes back. Died, any yeah. yeah, anything with like chemo or anything gets totally negated, and it ends up to her dying eventually. Yeah, but I, I think she might die by the end of this. Man, it's like this is the one thing. Like I love Ragnarok, and I know Ragnarok's like a top five for a lot of people. It's like near the top ten ish. For me, Same. only because they totally gloss over all the emotional beats of the movie with comedy. Like the Warriors 3, died. Don't even really acknowledge it. Asgard, done. Don't yep. even acknowledge it. Odin, dies. Barely acknowledges it. And they acknowledge it in Infinity War, which is a great scene with him and Rocket, but they don't acknowledge it within the movie, which is my only thing. But if you've seen Jojo Rabbit or like anything else Taika's done, he definitely can inject emotion into things that are funny yeah even the suicide squad he's he does a cameo that's like two seconds and it makes you cry yeah so that that's my one hope that he's like really gonna ramp it up it's still gonna be crazy and wacky and wild and hilarious but also hits you hard because at this point like thor has been through some fucking shit just like we saw in hawkeye yeah he's probably the second through some shit yeah, he's, pro- he's probably yeah, he's probably the second most, in my opinion, uh, top three characters. That probably, I mean, I guess top four characters that probably have gone through so much shit in the MCU: Wanda, Peter Parker, Thor, and Hawkeye. Clint Barton. Yeah. Clint Barton lost Natasha. Peter Parker lost Lived at this point everyone. Yeah. yeah, he lost everyone. Yeah, Thor, which like you stated, they've loosely i feel like all that buildup is going to pay off in this movie as well because like you stated they've kind of just glossed over everything it was loosely acknowledged um by a very like i guess controversial like arc in in game in endgame like like fat thor like like him lifting up the hat it's not it's it's, not controversial at all some people. people who took people who took it the wrong way. Yeah. People are like they're fat shaming him. And I was like, they literally made him like one of the most attractive, physically insane looking person <laughs> ever. 
willingly put on a fat suit to show that he was still worthy, even though he was depressed and overweight. Yeah, I was like, and you're telling me he was fat shamed? I was like, no. What movie did you watch? I you if <laughs> I, I had people say that too, and I'm like, you missed the whole point of that conversation with his mother. Like, yeah, like that. That <laughs> I was like, like where, where were you? There's so many emotional stuff in that movie, but that is one of my favorite scenes. Like, yeah, him great. and his mom reconnecting through the powers of time travel and possibly the multiverse now, um, and him realizing he's still worthy. And then I, I just, I loved it. I, I've seen that movie so many times, and I still cry in that scene, <laughs> no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then that movie still destroys me. Oh, mm -mm. Christian Christian Bale as a Gore the God Butcher. A lot of people think, and here spoiler alerts for Eternals for those who haven't seen it yet. It's on Disney Plus now. Kevin Feige, I expect to check in the mail for that plug. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it's on Disney Plus now. A lot of people think that what Dane Whitman opened in the post credit scene is not the Ebony Blade. But could be the Necro Sword. What? Just because of the way what? the matter traveled. No. But I, I, I'm not, I'm not buying it. I don't think they're introduced like Gore the God Butcher's like weapon in like another movie. If if anything, it would be symbiote related. Exactly. That's how it is. Yep. Related in the comics, at least. But yep. that's why I'm interested to see if it's if it takes form like symbiote shit and it ends up like kind of connecting with that i would be so stoked because if it that. does that then you're opening up a whole another world yeah. of stories that you can oh. tell yep yep i'll just say no one is ready for fucking gore because he is wild he is a wild villain and i do think they're bringing in because uh what russell crowe's playing zeus right yes i, I feel like they're bringing <laughs> in gods like that to just get murdered by gore basically <laughs> yeah it's gonna be like hey this is what he does be ready for the rest of the movie what yeah. role what role do you think the guardians play in this movie i feel like it's gonna be very short yeah, i think like, it's just gonna be the intro and they kind of leave yeah they're probably just gonna but maybe maybe they do have a bigger part and it carries into guardians 3 and the holiday special i i don't know but it's funny that the holiday special is coming out this year, and James Gunn already said they haven't filmed anything yet, but they're gonna do it. They're gonna do it while they're doing Guardians they're 3 still. Guardians 3. They just haven't had time to make it work yet. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I hope we get the Bowflex scene with uh Star Lord and yep. Thor, and that's how he gets back into shape. That would be amazing and a great callback to Infinity War. Boom. So I really want that. Really want it. But yeah, I don't know if it's just like they're in the they're there in the beginning and then they peace out. But maybe they do stick around. It, it, it's like it, the more you think about any future MCU movie, pretty much, you're like, wow, there's going to be a lot going on in all of these movies, which we've seen in No Way Home they can pull off or any other movie like Civil yeah. War, Infinity War, Endgame. Like they, they, they can pull it off. We, we understand that. It's just like crazy to kind of like lay it out on paper and be like, holy shit, they're going to do all of this. Because, oh, I mean, we might get Beta Ray Bill. We saw his head in Ragnarok. Are we going to get him in live action? Like, you know, like imagine like a scene out there. Imagine like a scene, like Gore the God Butcher versus the two Thors and Beta Ray Bill. Like the possibilities, would, the possibilities yeah. are fucking endless. Because the way like, spoilers for the Jason Aaron Thor that Gore the God Butcher is in, but basically Gore somehow brings three different versions of Thor from different points in time 
and they fight Gore at the at this big final battle against what he created, what's called the God, which is going to destroy all the gods. And so there's like three, there's like a super young Thor, like even younger than we saw him in like Thor one, yeah. like younger than that. And then we kind of saw like an Avengers Thor that would probably be like Age of Ultron Thor or something. And then there was like an old ass Thor where he's like the only one left on Asgard. He's basically like full on Odin. He has uh, the arm of like the destroyer from uh, Thor one yep. as an arm and shit like that. It's like fucking crazy. So it, it would be cool if we did see like a different team up like that. Like if we saw Beta Ray Bill and then Jane Foster Thor and then our Thor kind of, that'd be kind of a cool kind of twist on it. Cause I don't think they'll do the th- three versions of Thor, especially after seeing what happened in no way home. Yeah. Like the I feel like cheap, repeat. It'd be like the lame, the lame version of that kind of, you no know, way home junior. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's very true. So that, that would be a cool team up if, if that did happen. I do think the I just didn't see what that one goes to. Yeah, like the, the Guardians will definitely make a uh, probably. I agree. They're probably just gonna drop them off at New Asgard and just be like, "Oh, well, we'll see you later." Well, I'm interested to see how New Asgard because New Asgard's on Earth. Yeah, he's seen leaving Earth. Yep. So it's like, how does Valkyrie and all them play in this? You know. And then now like Korg you, and all, and everyone like how do they come into play with all of this? I I feel like they'll probably address the fact that there's a uh, big rock of a celestial now that just kind of took over Earth, and and after yeah. the events of the Eternals, um, I was watching and we're getting a little off subject here, but I was watching uh, New Rockstars video, and he was I guess there's a comic book run of the Avengers where they take over a death celestial's body to make it like an avengers headquarters oh yeah yeah it's, it's like titan's tower basically yeah. and shit like that yeah, yeah. yeah. so that would be kind of cool and then we are uh miss marvel coming out uh later in the summer it is uh i'm super stoked for this project um because again so many possibilities of branching out into more and more things um i know that is Right now, there's been a lot of changes to the summer and the 2022 year. Um, right before we started doing this podcast, there was a story that broke out that uh, a couple of days ago, actually, that Marvel uh, took off uh, Secret Invasion and What If Season 2 from the slate that was supposed to be in this year. Um, yeah. And I believe that's just because so much stuff is going on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that some of these people probably don't just probably scheduling and production wise and maybe restructuring of storylines. Um, but what are you thinking about the Miss Marvel show? Yeah. A note on the things getting pushed back. Like even when Dr. Strange got pushed back, I think it's, yeah, I don't even think it's stuff like that. I think it's just mostly like we have the time. So why yeah. rush things? If rush we don't? things. I know yeah. they're, they're still filming. Which is crazy because sometimes stuff's filming and we hear a bunch of shit. We haven't really heard anything from that, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I kind of like hearing nothing <laughs> at all. Because um, I know people made a big fit about Miss Marvel just starting reshoots. And it's like, hey guys, you know why? She was filming the Marvels. Yeah, that's why she couldn't do research for a show. She yep. was on another fucking movie. All right, relax. <laughs> um, Khan's a super cool character. I'm really the most familiar from the Avengers game that came out last year. The story of that's really cool. The gameplay is not that cool, but 
gets really just really repetitive but the story is really really cool so if you don't want to play the game i'm sure there's like a youtube cut of all the cutscenes. of oh, the scenes which are really which are dope it's like a really cool story but she is inhuman but i'm wondering if they're going to ignore that or if that's going to play a part in it that's like the one thing I'm very curious about if they're going to do that. I know some people got bought her about how they're kind of changing her powers where it's more of kind of like a green lantern ish, but she yeah. forms like a crystallized thing that makes, cause she can like grow big and, and kind of has like stretchy fists and shit like that. Like Mr. Fantastic. And I'm guessing they're changing it. So it's not like Mr. Fantastic. I'm guessing that's the only reason they're changing it. Um, but I, I do going back to the Inhumans thing. I think they might change it to be more in line with Monica Rambeau or Captain Marvel themselves. Yeah, where she gets like exposed some crazy power radiation, and that's how she gets the powers. Since they're going to be in a movie together months down the road, down next the road. year, not this year. Um, so I have a feeling because I, I don't think they can just bring the Inhumans in a show like this because we've seen the Disney Plus shows are very contained to what the stories are the stories with the characters are. involved. So it would be really weird to kind of start it with Inhumans <laughs> that a lot of people don't really know about and just be like, yeah, Inhumans. And then like she's an Inhuman and they just peace out. It'd be like fucking weird, you know? Yeah. Like, people be like, yeah. Who the fuck are these guys? Yeah, like, the Inhuman transformation is so weird. It because is because they get hit. They get hit with Terrigen mist that's made from a crystal. They turn into this cocoon, and you either come out with powers or you die. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? But it's like yeah. How do you? And they did a thing in Agents of Shield that was really cool of how people got exposed with it, which is kind of how Ms. Marvel got uh, the powers in the comics. Is they like you know sprinkled the dust all over America, and then you know people die and people come out with powers. And it's also because, like, obviously the X-Men are on the horizon and the Inhumans and the X-Men are kind of the same, but not very, really at the same very, time. Very true. Same, same, but different. I, you know, so it's, like, hard to see. Like, I'm sure they'll do it in a, in a way that will make sense and be super cool. But yeah. I'm curious to see how they kind of differentiate the two. Because there has been rumors of, like, going back to Doctor Strange, that Black Bolt Black might Bolt's be in it, Strange. Yeah. And I know at one point like that, so it's did. like. And I know at one point before the clusterfuck of a show that was in humans on ABC, I know that Ooh. we don't talk about that here. Um, uh -uh. I know they, I believe in one of the phases had in humans as a project. Um, that was it, the project. And it just never, yeah. it just never happened. No, that was it. Oh, it was okay. supposed to, I think it was supposed to be MCU canon, but maybe Foggy saw what they made and was and like, like, this is not going to be canon. <laughs> okay. This I, is I, Marvel TV, okay. not MCU. <laughs> I, like, I, think, I, I was definitely not aware of that, but that's cool. Yeah, now, it, now that it, like, when they announced it, it was that one. It was the same logo. It was the same logo. Yeah. That's what it was everything. Saying. Like that was supposed to be part of it. And that's what, that's when like the whole Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. canon movement, I think, started. Okay. Because obviously in the beginning of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you're like, oh, okay, this is connected right yeah. yeah they're totally referencing the movies this is all the same thing and then ages of shield goes on like this crazy adventure where they go through time and dimensions and all this other shit and by the time it ends you're like i don't think this isn't the same universe anymore <laughs> they've done a lot of traveling through time and who the fuck knows um so it's like people are like make ages of shield canon i was like i don't think they can really explain that especially with the colson of it oh all. my god it's like 
Coulson died, but nope, he's alive. But then really he dies. And and, and then he comes and then he comes back as an alien that's not yep. really him, just disguises yep. him, and then they reboot him as AI. <laughs> and then he's actually alive, just as a fucking LMD. <laughs> I, I will so, say here and say that I've only watched the first <laughs> first two seasons of Agents of Shield, um, just because it's super. It's I'm like not okay sometimes watching TV shows because I do have to like, <laughs> like pay attention and then like yes. So like my friends have been wanting to show me Game of Thrones for the longest time, and uh, the first like couple episodes that I watched, I was just like, oh, you really like, you have to, to sit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I, I, I will give that another shot because I came into like the Game of Thrones world or I'm not even fully in it yet, but I just remember everyone arguing about like the the poorly lit episode and then like the ending of the, the ending of the show. So now I'm like, damn it. Like now I want to know what's going on. Like, and I just been so bad with like being able to pay attention to that stuff. Like it's so, <laughs> I, it's, I can almost guarantee you'll be the same as I was. Cause I watched it. At, well, I watched the first three seasons and then I stopped for a while. Cause it was too much to kind of the same reason. I was like, I don't really know what's going on. I don't know the names of these characters, whatever. And then when it ended, Sam and I binged all of it. Okay. Like, at, like, like at, not like in one sitting, but like, you know, over the course of a few months, we, we, that's what we were watching when we were watching something. We were watching Game of Thrones. Yeah. And when we, when it got to the end, we we're like, I mean, yeah, the last season isn't as good as the earlier seasons, but I was like, it's not bad. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I've seen it, way worse things than that. It's just like, it's not as good. Yeah. So, but I also didn't wait two years for it to happen and stuff like that yeah so, so you like, feel so different fans. when yeah yeah it's so different when you binge something and you watch it immediately and then you have to wait for it and then you're disappointed and stuff like that it's it's all like perception and how you view things and show yeah. like that too but. yeah because i know yeah. we we watched like the first few episodes and i was just like do i have to like pause it and be like so this is this and this is who this is and i'm just like what <laughs> That's what helped me that I watched the first three seasons before. So when I go to rewatch it, I was like, oh, I know who all these people are now. Yeah. Cool. It was like when I went and saw Dune, I read like a quarter <sighs> of the book. So when I went and saw Dune, I was like, I know who these people are. This isn't super weird to me. And like, holy fuck, this is a lot of information coming at me. I knew ah. who they were. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, but totally going off track here. And that's fine. That's, I know. That, that's what that. No, it's fine. That's what we do here. Where. I feel like every conversation we've ever had on any podcast, I mean, I can't say any because it's my first episode with you, but we've, I felt like the podcast that I've done with you, we've just like, which is fine, completely fine. We're here yeah. to talk about nerd stuff and <laughs> it's fine. I, what, what I liked about Dune, like it didn't make, to me, it didn't make it that difficult to understand. Like yeah. you, like you knew right away, like this is who this is and this is who this is. Yeah. Boom. You know, the houses, you know. You know who's fucking over? Like, oh, so good. It's a, such a great movie. Um, yeah, it's good shit. But yeah, but I, I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know a lot about Kamala Khan. I'm gonna sit here and and not lie to you guys. I'm being honest. Uh, I am excited because uh, one of the biggest things for me uh, was seeing uh, Monica Rambo in Wandavision. She was one of the coolest yeah. parts of that show to me. The way she got her powers. And all that good stuff. So I'm excited to see her. And uh, I am hoping we get a uh, Captain Marvel cameo. Because I she is one of my favorite characters in the MCU. 
contrived. Wow, I've never heard that. I just <laughs> like ever. I know, I know. Um, I just think her portrayal of the character is really good, and I know every time she comes in, it's just like very, very little sometimes. Um, yeah. But her interactions, and I, I just feel like we haven't really tapped the potential of that character. Uh, yeah, not full, yet. No. Fully. Um, her, her first movie wasn't one of my favorites. I'm gonna be honest with you. I feel like that. Sh- I, f- I feel like that should have been a phase one movie before Iron Man. Obviously, in timeline wise, it takes place in place this. before. Yeah. yeah, but and then we're getting now to the end of almost the end of the year, which I am holding strong that this movie will still come out this year. We haven't heard otherwise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's suffered of a lot of things. Uh Black yes. Panther <laughs> a lot of things. Uh Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, as of this podcast being recorded on January 22nd. It is slated to come out November 11th, 2020, yep. 2022. What are your thoughts? I mean, I am stoked for this movie. I know a lot of people are very kind of not stoked about this movie from all the shit that's happened between you know Chadwick passing the unfortunate passing of Chadwick Boseman to this whole drama with Letitia Wright to Lord yeah everything being stopped for production partially because of Letitia Wright and everything like that like the students had to Ryan Coolers had to rewrite the script like three times and I'm really hoping this is just a really cool movie that pays tribute to Chadwick Boseman and kind of just carries on carries on the legacy of Wakanda. And I also know the recast T'Challa thing is like a very hot topic as well. A lot of people are against it. A lot of people are for it. I am both. They shouldn't recast him yet. But this is, this is what I'm saying. You'll probably hear me say Secret Wars five more times by the end of this podcast. You know, it'd be a perfect time to bring in a variant of T'Challa? Secret Wars. And then that yep. explains... There's a new T'Challa. He's in the MCU now because of the events of that. It'll be enough time where we're detached from Chadwick Boseman's performance of it, not forgetting it, but detached Correct. from it. Correct. And there's been enough time where it's okay to do it and then bring him in. Yeah. You know, we can have, I don't know who's going to be the Black Panther. I know a lot of people are hesitant to have Shuri be the Black Panther. A lot of people want M'Baku to be the Black Panther. You know, is Namor going to come in and try to take over Wakanda, which would be really dope if he does. Iron Heart's involved with this somehow. It's, you know, there's, I don't know. I'm stoked for this because I don't think Marvel has missed. I agree. Yes. I agree. And I think it's going to take a lot for them to miss. I am very hesitant to see if this movie will come out in this <laughs> in this slot. Like, I have this, like... I, I was like, oh, maybe they'll just switch it with the Marvels. So I think the Marvels is the first first or second one in 2023, I think. I think it might I, be the first one. Yeah. I think it's like February 2023. It's like maybe they just flop the two. Maybe. Because that one's already done shooting at least. Yeah. And it might be more obtainable to get done in a year. <laughs> than, than that like, is that, than Wakanda Forever. That is very true. I am super excited for this. I'm sure they still have to do reshoots and stuff for the Marvels, but I mean, again, they're done with shooting, and this movie isn't done with shooting, so it's like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm personally very excited for this movie. I know it's... Black Panther is top 10 MCU movies for me, uh, as it is for many people around the world. Um, But I don't know where I sit on the recast T'Challa movement. I think I sit exactly where you sit um i think now that the multiverse is in the mcu and then you have you you can do so many cool things with it but 
the thing, the things that I want them to do with it are those things like respect it because then you have like a DC situation where you're just using the multiverse to like fix your beef with a fucking director. Like, like, you you know what I mean? Like, like there's so, there's so many things you can do with it. And I believe that like, this is like some weird like conspiracy theory that I have, but I believe like Kevin Feige, like, huge mastermind obviously behind the MC, mcu like this was his end goal like he's like now i have everything like now he has like right. all like because spoilers for no way home spider-man and i believe the x-men were one of the first movies he ever worked on as a producer yeah. or as an assisting producer and then now those movies are tied back into the mcu well we don't know the x-men yet but spider-man is tied into the mcu now after the events of no way home which is just wild I'm super excited for uh, Black Panther 2 because to me that's that to me like the the lineage of like the way the way they described Black Panther in the first movie it's a mantle and the fact that you can pass that mantle on to other people I mean technically Killmonger should be a, a, a person to hold the throne. I wonder if he comes back somehow because I am a, I am a firm believer that he's not dead. He's not dead. I don't think he's dead. It's Wakanda. What do you think they did with him? I don't know. Did you just put him in a jail cell somewhere. <laughs> I mean, they. I, I I don't think he's dead because there's there's rumors of him being in this movie. I, I as a possibly a callback to some of the events that happened in Black Panther one or even before uh. that. Um, but I feel like we still haven't fully tapped the powers of the technology of Wakanda. Like, True. I don't like, to our knowledge, he passed away to our knowledge. Right. Right. But right. What, what's not to say they stuck him in the same cryo tank. They stuck Bucky Barnes in as I a way, maybe. as, as a way of, cause that, that relationship between T'Challa and Killmonger at the end, I felt like, that was like obviously like a big stepping journey for for T'Challa as a character and I feel like maybe there was a discussion off screen to have him live and let's see if we can try and save him um I'm a firm believer that maybe Killmonger or M'Baku should take the mantle I was for Shuri to obviously some recent events came up um but the rumors of uh, one of my favorite actors uh, from Mexico, uh, Tenuk Huerta, is rumored as the big casting rumor for Namor. Namor, yeah. Which he, Namor's a crazy character, and there's been certain little hints, or some people believe, some people believe they're hints, some people believe they're not hints. There's a, if, there's a very small line in Endgame where they talk about an earthquake underwater. Um, and if you don't pay attention, you'll miss it type of deal. Um, but I do believe that is world building. I believe this is not Kevin Feige's fault too, but almost anything that <laughs> happens in a Marvel movie, it's, it's borderline an Easter egg or some type of like it could be. world setting yeah. type thing. Uh, yeah. he's amazing. He's an amazing actor. He's been in a few movies that I really love. And then now that I believe they find I, I believe Namor the rights belong to Universal, but they're or I think they just got them back, kind of like how uh Hulk in the Mark Ruffalo situation is. 
Um, but I'm super excited for this movie. I hope it still happens this year. But if it doesn't, I'll fully right. understand because I want this to take its time, be the proper movie that T'Challa Chadwick Boseman deserves as a, 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 a possible send off for his character for the meantime. Right. Um, yeah. There is rumors of an Ironheart introduction, or not rumors, it's confirmed that Ironheart will be making her MCU debut in this movie. I'm super stoked to see how that is. Uh, maybe her and Shuri work on some Wakandan tech together. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I'm maybe that's sure. how the suit gets built. Yeah, through Wakandan stuff, which will be cool because now we know that Sam's cap suit is also Wakandan. Yep. Awesome. And some of the stuff is still technically Phase Four, if I'm correct, right? This is all Phase Four still. Yeah. So they haven't really announced when it's ending. I think it'll end in Fantastic Four. That's my yeah. guess. Yeah, and they're just waiting for us to figure that out. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they haven't really. They just like they just announced a bunch of stuff, and they're like, didn't really say when it's en- the phase is ending. Which I'm okay you know? with. But let's yeah, talk. But fine. speaking of the Wakandan uh, Captain America costume for Sam Wilson, let's just give a quick shout out to all the beautiful comic accurate costumes we've gotten Whew. in this phase. It's nuts, dude. So many good stuff. And then you even had the little callback to Vision and Wanda being dressed as yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. for the Halloween episode, which is one of my favorite episodes. Um, even even with the kids and and uh, the kids, yeah, too, and, and Pietro, Pietro too had a yeah classic Quicksilver. So good. Uh, next is She Hulk, which when they announced this, I was super stoked. Uh, like a lot of people were. Uh, she Hulk yeah. will be bringing in Tatiana Masalani. Playing the one, the only Jennifer Walters, who uh, it's kind of a fourth fourth wall breaking character in the comics. Uh, obviously, you'll have Mark Ruffalo rep- reprising his role as Bruce Banner and Hulk, and then that I pop the biggest pop for me. <laughs> Here we are using wrestling terms like I'm a fucking journalist or something. Um, That's all the, right. The biggest pop that got me was he was in Shang Chi. Fucking abomination. Tim fucking Roth is coming back. Yeah. Which I'm super excited because I love this character in the Edward Norton film. I don't give a fuck. I love that. <laughs> I love that Edward Norton film. I love it. It's okay. It's I, I loved it. I thought he was a better uh Mark Ruffalo is at the top of the list, and then like Mark Ruffalo, Edward Norton, and then like Bruce Banna, but or Eric Banner, I should say. Sorry. Eric Banner, yeah. Um, what do you think? There's teases of Charlie Cox coming into this show too. Yeah, Daredevil should be a big part. I did have this theory from No Way Home that Jennifer Walters is going to represent Happy Hogan. I and that yeah. will sort of lead into Armor Wars too. I was listening. Awesome. I was listening to the episode you did with, I believe, the FN nerds. Which oh, is yeah, the Spider-Man one. The yeah. big the big Spider-Man one. Great podcast. Go check them out. Listen to it. Sean was on it. A lot of other yeah, people were on yeah. it too. Um, go check that out. Um, there's rumors of him being in the show, but there's also rumors of so I've been watching uh the Netflix Daredevil series again with with my brother. Yeah, and we're on episode like four now of season two. We got introduced to the suit, but what I'm more stoked about is 
There's rumors of him donning the yellow oh, their devil yes. suit in this show. Yeah, which, which, I, which I'm excited about. Super excited. I oh, feel yeah. I mean, the more Charlie Cox we see, the better for me. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I feel like this, uh, and I'll probably test this on my No Way Home review, but uh, something that I, it's not even a critique of the movie, but something I really wanted was like, my favorite parts of the show for the Daredevil show are seeing Charlie Cox participate in those legal discussions. Like, because he is a really good lawyer. <laughs> Um, so I wanted like, just like a little small, like scene of him being like, this is my client, Peter Parker and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, but they cut that down and I felt like that cameo was perfect. So I'm not going to complain anymore either. And then we also have, uh, yeah, we have Jamila Jamil who will be playing the show's villain, Tatiana, uh, Kevin Feige teased the Charlie Cox appearance, uh, there is a lot of speculation that this movie will end with World War Hulk tease. Yeah. I know there's been the rumors of like a solo Hulk movie finally coming out and everything like that. I'm very curious to see, especially since we saw in Shang-Chi, is that he is human now. Yep. And why he is human. A lot of people have theorized that it might be a maestro thing too. Which would be kind Ooh. of fucking crazy is that he stops being Hulk because he finds out that he's going to be Maestro, which would be wild <laughs> if they if they go down that route too. I don't think either way. I don't think we're either, ready for that. We we, so we are insane. We are. we are. Yeah. So I am very curious to see how that stuff plays out too because I'm sure we're going to get those questions answered too, and kind of like where she's been this whole time because they show that scene of them in the, like the Gamma Lab. And he's smart Hulk and his arm's not fucked up. So I would guess it would be in that time gap. Yeah. So it's like, where was she during Endgame? In the fight? Or maybe no one knew about her yet or something? Or, or yeah, that's very true. But, it's, but it seems they, like if she does become She-Hulk, like, or maybe it's like her hiding it and the show finally shows her being full out. Yeah hulked out the whole time she like finally comes to terms with it or something uh tatiana mislani is an incredible actress i've only seen season one of orphan black which she's like mostly known for okay but she play she plays different versions of herself interacting with herself constantly oh shit and okay. yeah and she is incredible so as soon as they announced her i was like yo because i know i was i got kind of stoked because I know when they were casting She Hulk, they were like, "Oh, we want an Allison Brie type," and I was like, "Yo, what if they just get Allison Brie?" Because I think yeah. they did that for Kate Bishop. They're like, "We're looking for a Haley Seinfeld type," and they like, got Haley Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I was like, "Damn!" I was like, "Allison Brie would be a dope She Hulk," but Tatiana Maslany is really, really amazing. So I, I, I like anything Marvel. You, you could say they're giving me a Howard the Duck TV show, and I'd be like, "Okay." I mean, we were supposed to get one, kind of. Kevin Smith was supposed to direct and write one, an animated one, but that we didn't get. Which kind of sucks, but just, just reminds know. me of the peacemaker line of the, the post credit scene of the of the duck, the duck talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, which, a duck can't be wearing a human costume. What are you talking about? Which I know this is these. Uh, I know this is a Marvel talk, but just gonna say, if you haven't watched Peacemaker, go do it. We will be doing. I will be doing an episode on it. I will be doing an episode oh, yeah. on the whole series, um, just because. At the time I decided to create this podcast, a bunch of shit came out. 
and I wasn't really considerate. That's how it goes. And I was like, whatever. I already watched the stuff. I might as well talk about it with my friends. Um, yeah. After She-Hulk, which I'm super excited about, I believe I'm going out on a limb here, uh, Thunderbolt Ross, Red Hulk. I, I, I think he's coming. And I think it'll be uh, possibly due to uh, Valentina possibly appearing in the show too. I was wondering, since we are getting Abomination, if we're going to get him tied into what's going on with uh, Yelena and John Walker and possibly Zemo, and we get more of a another Thunderbolts lead in possibly. Which we'll I would, see. I would be, I would be super stoked because that is one of my favorite comic book teams, um, along with yeah. the Dark Avengers as well. So I, I'm, I'm super excited to see where that pays off, just because. Uh, Valentina has been casted so well, like just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like I need them in a show or a movie. Like, like just do it. Like pull the trigger on it, Kevin Feige. You have piles of money literally sitting, wait, waiting to be directed. Um, I want James Gunn to do a Thunderbolt series very badly. Oh, fuck. I don't think it'll happen, but I want it. Fuck. So bad. That'd be so good. That'd be so yeah. good. And then last but not least. The Guardians holiday special, which I don't know what the fuck is going on with that. I think it's Me just either. I think it's <laughs> I think it's just gonna be uh along like with Peacemaker, James Gunn being James Gunn. And yeah. that's where James Gunn shines. I'm interested to see where the holiday special falls in regards to the MCU timeline. Because I, I, yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Well, it does come out after Thor. Yep. So it kind of adds more to the maybe Thor isn't a part of Guardians 3 and they kind of piece out in the beginning of Thor, I guess. Because I think we would probably, I mean, wouldn't we probably hear that Thor was in both of them if they're both filming, you know? But I know he said it's kind of like you need to watch it to understand what's happening in Guardians 3. Yeah. So it's almost seems like it's going to be a prelude to Guardians 3. I am wondering with these holiday specials, because I know there's a rumor that the Werewolf by Night Halloween special is supposed to come out this year, too. I I would guess around Halloween, of course. But I'm wondering if these are going to be series or if they're just be like a mini movie and they'll be like an hour and a half long or or an hour long or something. That would be cool. When they say holiday special, it's like I think of like just like a long episode of TV, basically. Yeah, that's what I think, too. I, I don't know if it's going to be like a like an actual series, but I also don't know <laughs> at the same time. But it's like I, when they say holiday special, you kind of think, you know, like, oh, it'll just be like one thing. It'll just be like a mini movie, basically. Like this will be Guardians 2.5. Which know? which I'm cool with, too, because I yeah. which the, the rumors surrounding Guardians 3 are pretty wild, too. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I am gonna butcher his name, but he is in uh, Peacemaker. He's rumored oh, to burn and Peacemaker. Yeah, yeah, he's rumored to be the high evolutionary in Guardians yeah. Three, which I'm like, fuck. Just even uh, that one too. Like I, I know that's 2023, but there's so much going in that movie. There's I was de- Adam I, Warlock. Yeah, there's the high evolutionary. I I was debating like making this like a just like a MCU like look forward because there's just so much stuff that like, we'd be here for hours man. yeah i know i know <laughs> i know uh i'm super excited to see where this goes i honestly don't really know and that's like the coolest part i i, I do feel like if they do i feel like it would be like a disney plus thing because i feel like 
it is would, a Disney Plus thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. You would. It's just. I mean, they have now James Gunn doing Peacemaker on HBO Max, and I feel like that kind of gives James Gunn like a little bit more things to play with. So I'm super excited. It, it might. It probably end on a cliffhanger where we see Adam Warlock just walk onto the screen or something crazy. Um, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, Obviously. I, I, yeah, I'm stoked for it, whatever. Holiday vibes with the Guardians team. Like, the Guardians are, like, my, some of my favorites in the MCU. And Guardians 1 is one of my favorite MCU movies. So, anything James Gunn touches nowadays, I'm sign, in, on board. Sign, yeah, sign, <laughs> on sign, board. sign me up. So, that that is it, guys. That is the 2022 year in preview for the MCU. Uh, Sean, I, I probably know the answer to this, but besides multiverse of madness uh, is there anything you're really really looking forward to it's pretty much everything but yeah, i, I, I the feel most, besides the most besides that is probably thor and moon knight are probably my other two like i i think i love taika wachiti he's the same thing as james gunn like anything that dudes makes i'm down to watch it i love jojo rabbit um what we do in the shadows is awesome i haven't watched the tv show but i watched the movie which I know he like produces the show, but yeah. he like wrote and directed the movie. And yeah, I love Chris Hemsworth's Thor. Christian Bale playing one of the coolest villains in comics is fucking awesome. <laughs> you know, I can't wait to see that. Can't believe they they pulled that off. I mean, I can. Kevin yeah. Feige at this point can fucking he, like he's a mostly CGI character. I'm sure he's mocapping the character and shit like that. But like, yeah, you know, they're at a point now where Christian Bale will play a CGI character. Like it's fucking crazy. Fucking and just Moon Knight looks wild. It looks dark and mysterious, and you don't really know what's going on half the time. And th- those are ca- the kind of shows I really like. Is that where you're kind of like, what the fuck is really going on here? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then more gets revealed as you go on. It's, I really Shows like that like interest me a lot. So Me after uh, every episode of WandaVision. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> see, I'm currently watching The Leftovers. And pretty much after ever watching any episode of, of that, you're pretty much like, what, what is really going on here? Pretty much. It's like, if, if you've never watched Leftovers. So imagine the opening scene of Endgame with Hawkeye's family. And that's the show. Oh fuck! <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like I'm so adding that to my list. It's like here, here's like the summer, like the synopsis of it. On October 14th of this one year, two percent of the population vanishes. Holy shit! And it's just them living with that. And but it's like all this crazy shit starts coming in. It's just like wild. But the whole time you're like, what's really going on here? <laughs> I'm like almost at the, I'm at the finale of season two, and there's only three seasons. So I'm pretty close to being done with it, but it's it's an HBO series too. And uh, David Lindelof, the guy who did the Watchmen series, did yeah. it before the Watchmen series. So there's a lot of credible things that I'm throwing at you here. That's it's good. Austin from uh, the Undertaking, who was on the um, the Hawkeye after show and the Black Widow okay, okay. Uh, spoiler talk. He he's like, you need to watch this show, and I finally did. And I'm like, I'm glad you told me to watch the show because it's amazing. I it's, added it. I'm- you gave me so much stuff this episode that I'm like creating a list because <laughs> then now I know I always bug you about talking about nerd stuff, but I'm super excited that yeah, that's synopsis. It's like, contrary to properly. I watch a lot of stuff. That's not nerd stuff all the time. <laughs> it's like the new Ozark season came out and I'm like, fuck, I need to watch that. I still haven't even started that show. That show is fucking crazy. And I, and, <laughs> it's it's kind of like breaking bad. And, and I need to, because I, I fucking love Jason Bateman. It's, so good 
I binged like the seasons that were out before this in like a week in the beginning of quarantine or something. <laughs> like I just oh, like shit. plowed through them because yeah. it's just like it's like addicting. It's it's a wild. It's like a thriller drama basically. It's 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 really cool. Yeah, if you ever need suggestions on non-nerd stuff, I watch a lot of non-nerd stuff too. <laughs> it's uh, I, I consume a lot of content because I mean, Sam works retail, so there's a yeah. lot of times where it's like I'm not working and she's working, so I just watch all these TV shows that she doesn't give a fuck about, or movies she doesn't give a fuck about, which is a lot. She's going on vacation next week, so it's like I'm probably when I'm not working, I'm probably just going to be watching a lot of movies. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I I I mean there's not much to do nowadays besides watch TV and I'm stoked about that because it's fair. Because COVID being in these streets. But anyways, uh, <laughs> uh tell the people where they can find you, follow you, watch your watch and listen to your stuff. Yeah, just again, just uh search mail corners wherever you find podcasts, whether it's if you watch them on YouTube or listen to on Apple Podcasts or Good Pods or Spotify or Stitcher or Google Podcasts, Amazon, wherever you can find it, all there. You can go to mailcorners.com, buy some merch, all the social media is at mailcorners. If you want to follow my personal stuff, which I don't post much on anymore, it's just at Sean Ma on Instagram and Twitter. I post a little bit, but it's mostly on the mailcorners stuff these days. Ooh, that's it. And same for me. Uh, anywhere where you can listen to podcasts this one will be out on every social media platform uh, at latino nord order podcast we will be doing uh, some pretty cool stuff after this episode uh we will be doing a cobra kai season four spoiler review which i just finished about a couple days ago um we'll be doing that with my buddy dave from the band hollowed out and then i i myself will be doing a uh self-discussion about beach break uh, uh all elite wrestling beach break pretty excited about that um really good stuff and then episode four and five will be uh a book of boba fett season review spoiler and then peacemaker season review will be episode five but yeah thanks for okay. thanks thanks for hanging out sean i know you're a busy man so we will let you go but again thank you guys for hanging out with us and we'll see you in the next episode